With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. I hope this is the right one. I hope this one is going to be the one that sticks. It's Gerald Glassford. Come right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week, twice a week, wherever you get your podcast. Give us a holler out there on Lakers Fast Break. It's Gerald Glassford. Come right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. It looks like we got an audience going on there. You can see us. Give us a shout out. Hello, it's Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much again for joining us right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week, twice a week, wherever you get your podcast. Plus, also, as well, Joe Soro, he is Ox1947. Go ahead and check out what he has to say right there for you at LakersBall.com. Plus, he has a company called Simblades. Simblades with a Y.com. Right now, looks like we are live. Looks like we're going. Yes, there they go. Sorry, everybody. Just a lot of issues with the software today. Apologize for that. It is Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much again for watching, listening. Go ahead and check out all the other great sites and and great Lakers groups that we deal with, including Lakerholics.com. Of course, Lakers Corner. John Costa is here. Go ahead and check out what he's doing with Clutch Talk and Lakers Corner. Go ahead also as well. Check out. The great stuff that's going on with Lakers and Five, Empire, Jeff TV, Larry Lakers Dribbling Chit Chat. Also as well, go ahead and check out John McCallion channel and, of course, the Daniel Berry Sports highlights. And please subscribe today to get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air with the latest Lakers Fast Break podcast. Thank you, Sean. Let me know we're live on Facebook. I know what was going on with the software, so I truly apologize for that. Plus, this computer isn't getting any younger, so... Apologize for that as well. It is Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching and listening. The Lakers, 17-19, and 19, heading into today on a four-game losing streak. The Darvin Ham being fired rumors are running rampant. Empire Jeff TV had a help-wanted sign on his latest show. So with that in mind, going into a Sunday night tilt where nobody in the Lakers land had confidence, the Lakers winning against the Red Hot Los Angeles Clippers, you said to yourself, self, this doesn't look like it's going to be a good game for the Lakers. But lo and behold, Lakers had energy tonight. 
even though they were down for a good percentage of the first half, they still stayed strong, stayed close, provided a lot of energy, and in the third quarter started to get some plays together. And they started to go ahead and put it together a little bit more on both ends. Got a lot of turnovers tonight as far as it's concerned. You know, I know that we we much maligned Cam Reddish and Jared Vanderbilt for a lot of things, but I'll tell you what, the defense that they provide at times is very helpful, especially when you're playing against guys like Paul George and Kawhi Leonard and James Harden. So it leads to a lot of turnovers. You can get some steals, and that's what the Lakers did in the late third quarter. They did get a 32 to 24 advantage and in the fourth quarter got just enough performance for the Lakers. They didn't do the folding act like they did on Friday and they ended up winning 106 to 103, pulling it out. They're now 18 and 19 on the season. I think they moved back into 10th place. They do in the Western Conference because Golden State got their butts kicked at home tonight against Toronto. And here today to talk about today's game, is this a sign of good things to come for the Lakers? We'll talk about that. Two great panelists are here today. First up, first man here, it is the guy that you know and love at Sox1947 at LakersBall.com. It is Joe Soro. Joe, great to have you here. Appreciate your patience. I don't know what was going on with the software earlier. Apologize for that. But when it comes down to it, the Lakers... They didn't run into too many problems. And it just looks like, like they were able to go ahead and finally do what you asked them to do and finished off when they had a lead. Well, the important thing is they, they allowed themselves some, some wiggle room. So when they took the 10-point lead, they allowed themselves some wiggle room in case or when you knew that the Clippers were going to make a run. Teams like the Clippers, teams that are – good teams, playoff teams, they're going to make a run at some point. And, and by having that cushion, it, it ended up helping them in the end. Uh, they ran the, the, the zone, the Clippers did, for a short amount of time. For those who think that D'Angelo Russell isn't an asset to this team, today you found out that he, he does have a little bit of need. Struggled in the first half mightily. The threat sometimes is enough. And he's a good mid-range guy. So it turned it on with those two three pointers in a row and got that confidence. And we can't and we can't also forget that A D looked like AD two twenty. I'm sorry, twenty twenty at from mid-range tonight. Uh thoroughly impressed by Anthony Davis's performance. It was just phenomenal. I just wish we had a rebounder next to him. Might make things a little easier. The I know that the, a lot of you think that Darwin Ham muffed some of the stuff towards the end. The reality is, guys, is Cam Reddish and Vando can't seem to control the ball. They're not. They're just not able to control the ball anywhere near anything. That's not that. That's not something a coach can 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 kind of stop. We need Rui to get back quick because I think that would be something where we wouldn't have to worry about that as much. Um, LeBron, wow, what can I say? I I hadn't really spoken too loud this last few days. I've been under the weather, but man, I yelled pretty good on that dunk. Holy smokes, that was a nice dunk. 
Um, and then he kind of teetered off towards the end. They actually extended their lead when, when, when LeBron was on the bench. This was the first game I can remember this year where the Lakers played really well without LeBron on the court. So that's something to look forward to. Christian Wood, God, I wish he could play like this every game. He was phenomenal. Uh, Christy put in some good work in there. Very happy with him today. Uh, if we just didn't have those muffs from Vando and Cam Reddish, this this game probably wouldn't have been as close. Honestly, it's absolute killers. They're not. They're unforced errors. They're just not able to control the ball. There needs to be something done there. Uh, I, I don't know what uh, uh, talent infusion. I don't know what, but it's really, really you can't do that stuff when the games get even more important. You know, this is still a regular season game, but I am happy that they beat the Clippers for the second time in a row. We're gonna see them again in a couple of weeks. Wouldn't mind serving them a, a a sweep here this year if we can. I don't know. I I, I didn't have a feeling on today's game really. I, I had a little bit of an inkling in my head, like just because we're expecting them to stink, they're probably going to play well. And they did. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I want Rui to get back and I want Rui and I want D'Angelo to start playing more so that we can get some chemistry and some cohesion. That's at this point, I, I just want everyone to be healthy. I think we've dealt with enough injuries with this stuff. And then maybe Rob can, do something. I don't know what between now and the trade deadline. I don't think anybody in the buyout market's gonna do any do much. I know you mentioned Chris Paul. I guess he could be someone that could do something, but I, I don't know if he's no. I, just his contract. He's and he's out six weeks with a fractured hand. So. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. See, the thing is with Chris Paul, is he gets worse as the year goes on. But he uh, would be a buyout candidate. I, yeah. People were asking my questions. You know, asking me questions on who would be a buyout candidate. I have a feeling whether or not he gets traded or not from the Golden State Warriors, he'll be a buyout candidate uh, as far as it's concerned, especially where the Golden State Warriors are right now. Well, Juan, he's going to have to because we can't keep. I know that Rui isn't as good of a defender as, let's say, Cam and, and Vando, but his, their their offense, uh, see, it's I can't. It's, it's, it's just the unforced errors because obviously Reddish hit some key threes. But those turnovers mask those three-pointers. Mistakes do different things than good shots in a lot of ways. I just, I don't, I, too many mistakes. It's just too many basketball mistakes that certain players make that we can't afford to continue to go over and over again. But other than that, I was, it just goes to show you that when the talented guys that you, you brought in, you signed, that once they, just do their job, man. Look at the difference it does. That's all we're asking, but we have to go game by game on this. I don't know how it's going to play out here. Uh, I know enthusiasm and, and confidence right now is up a little bit, but we're, I'm just going to try to take it game by game. I know we talked about this in the last show that I don't want to. I don't want to have to keep repeating everything every game. Oh, kill Darvin Ham, kill Darvin Ham, kill Dar. At some point, that starts to get stale, guys. And by the way, today. Darvin Ham didn't show any reason on to to to, to pick on him again. I, I just I'm sorry. Uh, you can't coach a perfect game for 48 minutes, and I didn't notice any bad stuff to the point where I thought it cost the team in any way.
even if they had lost this game. Um, the Lakers had un- too many unforced errors in the game that aren't tied to the coach. And but they didn't they did enough to win. And Torian Prince, uh I always say when you make a mistake, if you can make up for it, then you're good. Torian Prince on that foul three to Powell, that was probably the first time tonight where I was like, God, that kind of stopped on my feet. And then when he hit the three to uh, put put the Lakers up by three, that was like, okay, good. You made a mistake, and then you covered your mistake. Good. Um, and then, of course, he had two clutch free throws. And that essentially was the ball game. So congratulations to him. Uh, he gets a lot of crap. Folks, he's a minimum player, a little bit over a minimum player. The fact that he's doing what he's doing is you got to take that into consideration. It's probably why you don't hear me talk too much smack about Torian Prince. It matters. It matters, guys. This is not a $15, $20 million player. We get mad at D'Lo. We get mad at Austin Reeves because those guys are making 14 17 Rui, let's say if he's not playing well, 17. These guys are supposed to be playing at a better level. And that's that's how it, how it is. Once again, it is the Lakers winning 106 to 103. Also here today, good man indeed. You got to go ahead and check him out at Lakers Corner and Clutch Talk. He is the clutch. How about just Clutch Talk Lakers Corner? What if you combine both into Clutch Talk Lakers Corner? I'm I know cool it's like with that. A, that's a tongue twister right there for you. But it is, of course, John Costa. John, great to have you here. Uh, you are the official president of the D'Angelo Russell Fan Club. And in doing so, you did get to see the best and worst of D'Lo on today's game. You know, the first half was not pretty, uh, but he did, he did have his patented D'Lo surge where he made two three-pointers and a couple of shots inside in a row. Still, the numbers aren't great, but you know what? They got what they needed when they needed, plus they got timely defense on the Clippers, and that got the job done tonight. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, D'Lo's first game back after missing, I believe, like the last three games in a row, and I was expecting a big difference right off the rip from the beginning I was like, all right, cool. We're going to have somebody to be able to play make, bring the ball up court, just, you know, take the playmaking responsibilities out of LeBron's hand a little bit. Beginning of the game, that absolutely is going so south. Like, me as the president of the DeAndre Russell support group, I'm like, man, this this is just getting worse and worse. He was missing wide open threes. I believe he started the game 0 for 4 from the three-point line. Uh, and the, the thing that I hung my hat on for D'Angelo Russell is I know a lot of people always talk about, oh, his scoring ability, his scoring ability. And, and I was the one that, and I've said it on here many times, I overlooked the scoring ability for the playmaking ability that he brings to our team. But he wasn't even doing that at first. He was turning the ball over, wasn't playmaking, wasn't hitting his open shots. So it just looked terrible. But, to, you know, much to your point, Gerald, you talked about how he hit those two three. He hit those two threes later in the, later in the game. Uh, ended up finishing uh, three for nine from th- from the three point line, which isn't ideal to me. Like I would like him to notch that down a little bit more because for the inconsistency that he not knocks it down at, like I just need him to chill out. He has one of those uh, hoopers like I- irrational confidence. Like he just came down court. The first one he made, I was like, all right, cool. And then he came down court and just pulled the second one. I'm glad he made it. I'm glad it went in. But in my head, I was like, no, come on, D'Lo. 
but that's an irrational confidence in the Hooper. So you got you you, you love to see it. Um, some other things I want to touch on with the game. I might might be a little everywhere just because my thoughts are everywhere. But um, one of the one of the biggest things that I noticed um, from the Lakers side was like we just allowed the Clippers, and especially Zoo, to just control the glass. He finished with 19 rebounds, 10 offensive. If you were watching the game, you saw how many second chance points that the Clippers got. We thanks so much, Robin Magic, for trading away for Mike Muscala. <laughs> we could have, we could have got away with this game a, a lot, a lot closer than it, than it had to be if we didn't give up as many second chance points as we did. There was, I, I think back to the possession when when Zubag ended when uh, I think Norman Powell missed a, missed a three. Zub got the rebound, kicked it back, kicked it back out, and then I believe it was Norman Powell again. Who hit it? Who went to shoot a three? Got fouled, and then that's the that's three points right there. He went he went to the free throw line, knocked him down more. But that also, you know, that goes to the point of um, of what kind of what Joe was talking about earlier. Like we need another big man next to AD. And I, I think back to when we were most dominant was you know twenty twenty not most dominant of all time, but as of late was twenty twenty. We won that championship. What made us dominant is because we had lockdown defenders. We had the Air Force back there. If you got past our perimeter defenders, okay, good luck getting past, getting that up over Dwight, over JaVale, or over AD. And ever since then, the Lakers have just moved away from that that strategy of having big mans in there um, protecting the rim. And it's in, in games like this, it really, sh- it really, it really hurt us. It, it really did hurt us. Again, I'm glad we ended up getting a win. Um, didn't want to go on a five-game losing streak. So I'm I'm glad we ended up uh, ended up getting the win from Darvin Ham. Uh, Joe, you said it best. I, I don't think there's anything to like kill him over. Um, although I would I would add the same thing that I said last game, which is like Christian Wood's got to see more minutes. He's got to see more minutes, man. Last game, well, this do- Christian Wood, the Christian Wood that showed up tonight, needs Cor- to see more minutes. Correct, but but it, but if we remember last game when he was having a good first half, and then all of a sudden Darvin Ham pulled him and didn't even let him even go on for go on for the second half. He ended up, I believe, playing 16 minutes last game. Um so, and, and and had a good first half and then you know didn't get to play it out second half. To me, that's you know co- a coaching issue. And then th- this game as well. He played even less. I'm I'm looking right here on the on the uh game sheet 15 minutes and 57 seconds. So I mean we could round it up to 16. Um so again I just don't understand the the the, the issue of not letting uh Christian Wood play too much out there. And then Another point, uh, and then I'll let you know you guys get get to it. Is man, I just feel like we for, for a game in January seventh, so early in the season, we rely so heavily on a thirty nine year old LeBron James, and it's just it, it, it's a road that you no know, is working. I mean, I wouldn't even say it's working right now because we sit at the think that now we're in the tenth seed, um, but it's a it's a road that can get us wins, but it's not a equation or something that we can rely on down the road. Like he's 39 years old. We can't do this Lakers nation. He can't check out for about like two minutes and a half and then be right back at the scorer's table because of how bad we played without, uh, without him. This game, I think it was, you know, one of them rarities because our bench came up big, but like how, kind of like how Joe said, and it's the last thing I'll say, I'm not going to get too high, not going to get too low. We ended up having 31 bench points, um, but not going to get too high and not going to get too low because I just, at this point, I just don't see it being consistent as continuing to do this uh, with LeBron off the court. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Kizik Can's free shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Uh, well, so you had watched The Tomorrow War before The Matrix. Yes. If you forced me down, you, I was tied into a chair and I had to watch one thing, I would say The Matrix Resurrections. Really? Funny. Yeah, because of all the cutscenes, I could remember what a good movie was like. <laughs> <laughs> Well played, sir. Well played. Yes, that's the only reason for the flashbacks, to remind you what a good Matrix movie was. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, the Lakers do win 106-103. to They are now back in 10th place in the Western Conference. Record of 18-19 and on the season. Joe, when you see the Lakers have the kind of defense especially they played out more on the perimeter. Yes. The, you know, Clippers still got a lot of opportunities, Joe, but they contested more threes. It looked like that they were giving the Clippers a harder time on the perimeter instead of just wide open look after wide open. Look. Well, okay. There was that one by Russell Westbrook, but really giving him a wide open look is not exactly the baddest thing or the worst thing in the world. But when it comes right down to it, when you give up, those so many open threes of the course of the season like you have it is so refreshing for a change when you see that there's more contested threes like you saw tonight against a three-point reliant team in the clippers yeah common sense adjustments must be made the lakers did not guard marcus smart in the last game thinking he would be like westbrook well folks marcus smart is not just some bum Marcus Smart's a great player. I'm sorry, a very good player. And even a player like that who doesn't shoot well will get offended when you leave him open. He's like, oh, leave me open? Okay. Oh, you're leaving me open again? Oh, you leave me open again. These guys are competitive. I think an audience doesn't realize sometimes how competitive athletes are, especially at the professional level. So they adjusted. Plus, you don't leave... James Harden, you don't leave Kawhi Leonard. You don't leave Paul George wide open. Hell, they were making shots. Hell, Paul George was making shots with everybody in his face, including AD. These guys can shoot. Powell's making shots out his rear end. So there's a lot of this. There's more positive in this thing than, than than discussed so far because the Clippers didn't really play that bad. They actually played pretty well. The reason why they they didn't win is because the Lakers were on them. They were on them for 48 minutes. It made a difference. And 
the Lakers were able to get some, uh, what was the word I was looking for? They, they were able to get some distance when they were up double digits, just in case they made a run, which they did. And in the end, once things evened out, AD was making his shots, Torian Prince was making his shots, and then, of course, uh, Prince and uh, AR were able to hit three out of four free throws to end the game. The uh, I, I don't know if this is going to do anything for, let's say, the next game against Toronto or Phoenix after that. I don't know. Uh, the NBA seems to be, well, sports in general seem to be pretty even everywhere these days. Uh, almost every team I saw today during the football games was either teetering on uh, uh, seven and eight. No, wait, I'm sorry. Eight and nine, nine and eight, nine, eight, eight, nine. Like everybody's, almost everybody's nine wins, eight losses, or eight wins, nine losses. So much parity in so many things. NBA has was the last, I would say, is the last league that's kind of adopted the um, the evening out of, of the league. We don't, we don't have the dominant teams anymore where, you know, Hey, this team's going to go to the finals that we don't know that anymore. Even when Denver was playing well last year, no one knew they were going to go to the finals. So with that, uh, I'm going to enjoy this win tonight and hope that they can go on a run here. They need to go on at least like a five Oh run a five-game winning streak. Get some legit confidence back. I mean, they're playing it at home for the next six out of seven games. Actually, technically, it's seven because they're playing the Clippers uh, on that last leg. Yeah, it's, well, a road, it's a road game. Right. That... Um, and then after that, they're playing the Bulls, so actually it's more. So they're, they're only going to be really on the road for one game on January 13th. And then from January 9th on uh, on Tuesday until January 25th, they're gonna be in LA. This is this is your way to maybe make up some ground, folks. Home cooking, get your confidence up. You're sleeping in your own bed. Let's let's see if we can get seven out of nine wins here at least. Start to get get back into the winning mode. Once again, it is the Lakers. They do win 106 to 103. John, let me bring it back to you, my friend. Want to go ahead and ask you this. When it comes right down to it, the Lakers, they need to take this with momentum as far as this, whatever they have from this great victory over a surging team in the Clippers and use that going forward. Like Joe says, they have a, they're have they at home. There's no more excuses. There are no excuses coming into 2024. They have a lot of home games. They really messed up in the past too, but they now they have the opportunity now, now that they've got this game, now that they've got this win under the belt to go ahead and start on a streak. Like Joe says, five out of six, seven out of nine, just something where where fans and the whole team can finally start getting confidence that they can play good basketball on a consistent basis. John. Yeah, we need it. We need it. You know, I I, I said this on the on the previous stream. I said, you know, coming into this uh home game stretch that we, that we would have. And I mean, it's, it's these, pa- it's these games coming up, but it's also been these past games. I mean, 
um, the Grizzlies game. We were at home. Believe the Miami Heat, Miami Heat game. We were also at home. Um, trying to remember if the Pelicans and Timberwolves as well. So, and and coming into all these games, um, you know, we were at home, and and that was the biggest thing I was saying. I was like, all right, coming into twenty twenty four, we got to take advantage of the year early. We didn't have an identity. We were struggling with an identity. The Darvin Ham was on the hottest seat, you know, in in around the NBA. And I was like, all right, cool. Well, here's a chance for us to go ahead and get it together. We didn't get it together. Went on that four game losing streak. And you know, I'm just gonna I'm exact, gonna echo exactly what you guys both said. I think that this new you know uh, six or seven game stretch that we have here at home is gonna be big for us. This is our second chance. They butchered the they they butchered it the first time, and now we got a second chance to be able to put something together because um, if not, I think, you know, February around that trade deadline, a lot of these players, a lot of these role players, um, they'll be fine. They'll be finding their way out of LA because, you know, LeBron James is, if he doesn't like the team that, if he doesn't think this team has a chance or he doesn't like, like what's around him or feel like it's even competable. Oh, he, you, you know, you know, the GM is going to make some moves, uh, going to force the hand of Rob and we're gonna have Could to. Could he ask to be traded if it goes sour once again for the Lakers before the trade deadline? Man, I, I I personally don't see it happening. I'm gonna be honest. I personally don't see it happening. Um, but I guess you know Stone was talking about that last last stream, so it definitely. Well, he was saying what he thinks the Lakers should do, but you and I realize, and he does too, that LeBron does will not be traded unless he asks to be traded because the Lakers don't want that kind of PR hit. Yeah, I, I personally don't think it'll happen. I mean, the, realistically, I think the only way LeBron James leaves is if there's just some crazy, like, something going on in the, in the background that LeBron's like, I don't even want to be here. But my my, my thing, uh, and, I, and I know it's it's not the greatest thing of LeBron, and I think Joe has talked about this in past streams of just, like, focusing too much on, like, other things besides the court and besides winning, right? And I think LeBron James, a big reason why he wanted to come to L.A. is because he wants to do his little – post career everything that he's got going on outside of the court and LA is the you know the best place to be for that um so I don't think he really leave though I think the only way he he does leave is if like let's say Bronny is definitely going somewhere else but uh Magic Man in the house what's up Magic Man what's up guys <laughs> but to answer your question Joe, I know yeah, if I, I saw LeBron's Joe too that's the kind of response I would give Magic Man you're right I don't know. <laughs> That's um yeah. Just sh- short answer. I don't think LeBron is going to request out. Um, don't see it. They just realistically don't see it happening. Once again, the Lakers do lose. Uh, do win one hundred six to one hundred three. See yeah, now Gerald, they're, 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 they do man, lose. Jesus. No, they won. Gerald, stop it. One hundred six to one hundred three. Also here today, good man indeed. He's the madman from Toronto. He did get out of Toronto traffic to go ahead and stop on by. I thought he was going to be. He told me tomorrow. Well, tomorrow is today because it is the Magic Man, Sean Grice. It is tomorrow, actually, where you're at, and it's still today for me. Lakers win, my friend. They put together a victory, a good defensive performance. Uh, I wish, again, it wasn't you know it wasn't the prettiest game to watch, especially you know with the turnovers right and left. But the Lakers did get the job done. What did you like from today's game? Well, from what I saw in the fourth quarter, I'm just glad we won. Okay good i mean we did hold it together the fourth quarter unlike on friday my friend mm-hmm. unlike friday indeed gerald um apologies for looking a little disheveled uh dealing with uh life um unfortunately uh mama magic man passed away and uh 
a difficult time for us right now, but I just wanted to let everybody know that the outpouring of support and, and love is greatly appreciated from all of us right now. Um, I'm holding a lot back. I was screaming a lot uh, a few days ago. I'm surprised the cops didn't knock on my front door, but uh, I just want to thank the LFB community. And second of all, uh, Mama Magic Man would be the first one telling me to get back on the horse and get back to talking about what we love, which is the Lakers. And uh, she'd want us to move forward onward and upward Gerald the uh the rocket is is starting finally to lose its boosters and we're we're headed to the the top we'll see if that's the case magic man i just great to have you here my friend wishing you and your entire family not only condolences but all the best from all of us here at the lakers fast break i know you and i and joe have been talking to you off for quite some time now these past few days we know you've been going through some rough times but we're here for you this whole entire community this community of well over a thousand people are here for you my friend anytime you need us we're here for you we just want to let you know that you've got all of our support anytime thank you very much pot father there you go indeed uh, in fact he's getting the love right now in the comments whole bunch of comments for you sean so definitely uh, uh glad to see you my friend and just waiting wishing the best for you and your entire family. But Joe, let me bring it back to you. Oh my gosh, it's got that evil look again. Uh, Joe, let me bring it back to you, my friend. I really appreciate Joe holding it up as far as the playback is concerned. Appreciate the simulcast. When it comes right down to it, Joe, when you see these, these signs from the Lakers that they can play good enough defense and get just enough offense to get the job done, it's still concerning to me because the fact that, you know, obviously offense is still an issue with us, but when they go and play the kind of defense that they do tonight, they can get themselves and keep themselves in any game that they choose to, if they get that kind of effort, Joe. Correct. It, it was imperative that they stuck on guys like Harden and Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Um, is Kawhi Leonard injured? He had been one of the hottest players in the NBA up until today. Uh, I felt like he was not I, I forgot he was playing in some yeah, he, parts of the game. He disappeared at times. You're yeah. right. So uh, I, I I don't have an answer. I really don't on why why you can play so bad one one. He two played games 35 minutes just to give you the heads up, and then play so good tonight. I don't know. I can't, I can't rely on the fact that D'Angelo made that much of a difference. I mean, he helped out a lot tonight, don't get me wrong, but he's not the guy that's playing stout defense for 48 minutes. He's not capable of doing that. So I think it was maybe the Memphis game was a little bit of a slap that woke him up a little bit. They need to go on a run here now and use that fuel and continue to use it. There's nothing else really to discuss. I mean, we've discussed everything. Uh LeBron is playing more minutes than I'd like him to play, but he seems to be doing pretty well. I'm very impressed with Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis didn't have high numbers tonight, but he was a pain in the rear end to everyone. Uh, and he still had, what, one block? Yeah. The one block, Joe. I know you pointed that out. You know what those, the hell to do? Seriously, scores hate stats? How does that guy have one block tonight? How many shots were going that way or that way tonight? Weird. Anyways, 
it, a little bit of me says if you can just get a third score, consistent score, and a, and a big, I don't know how the hell they could do that, but and then you have a, a, a LeBron James and an Anthony Davis that's healthy considering an 82-game season, right? Then anything is possible at that point. But they, they do need some reinforcement here. They need some third guy that can kind of like Powell. You see how Powell was for the Clippers? Came off the bench and just he's that guy that hits those threes and just daggers people. Where we were talking about this, Westbrook is so Westbrook is actually it's it's fine to have Westbrook on that team because instead of being on the Lakers where he was the third option or he was trying, you know, that the Lakers wanted to be that number three guy, he is the number seven guy six or seven guy for the Clippers. That really works out, Joe, for them because you don't have to rely at all on Westbrook to do any, all the, it's just like gravy. It's just like anything he gives you possibly is a bonus for them. Well, that and I wasn't really impressed with Harden tonight. Is it, was I the only one? Uh, Harden tonight. Yeah. Not really good either, but Reddish was playing really good defense on yeah. him. Four or 13, 15. I got to credit Reddish and Vando. They look terrible driving the ball to the basket, but they do play that, that pretty good one-on-one defense. That needs to stop. That Those yeah. mistakes need to stop. Uh, These are simple drives to the basket. It's like yeah, an adventure. It, it doesn't matter. You're, you, you, can't, you, can't give, you cannot give Vanderbilt the ball in traffic. Well, you can't give him the ball even in open space, <laughs> let alone in traffic. You can't, can't give him the ball on the outside. Can't give him the ball. Period. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. He he looks he looks scared. Like there there was so many possessions looks- on on the fast break where he's just like giving it up. Him and Cam. I'm not gonna. Can lie. we just increase the number of timeouts to like 40? So every time <laughs> no. the Lakers have a defensive possession, they just no, call a timeout. The last minute or so was great because we didn't have to deal with the god. I gotta stop taking the Lord's name in vain. Uh, we gotta stop with this. Yeah, you do. Five seconds. No it's chance of that happening. Yeah. No, no, I'm going to stop. This is it's kind of starting to get dumb. We'll see. There's, I, well, I do it on here because it's not as bad as a cuss word as an F word, but there's there's just fix that. You know, you guys fixed your defense from last game. Fix that. Stop giving Vanderbilt uh, the ball in traffic, preferably even in open space if you can. Uh, and then Cam Reddish, don't. Don't go to the basket when there's a couple people in front of you. Thank you. <laughs> Don't go... be an offensive player. I- I'm starting just to think we should just start calling them the cardio bros. I'm sick. That's, yeah. that, what do you mean that's, that's all they're out there doing. It's just running up and down the court on both ends with no sense of purpose whatsoever. So I'm going to dub uh, Vando and Cam the cardio bros. Maybe we should go to the offense that Vivek was talking about, where we just have one guy cherry pick, or maybe just five. Well, on I, I mean, three, three, three on three on five is working wonders. I, I mean, at least we beat the Clippers tonight, three on five. Well, but... Reddish did make some shots on the outside. Those two three pointers by Reddish was really key and crucial. When he does that, that's great. It's just when you ask him to do other simple things on the offensive end, guys. It's just. It's the, you can see it developing and you're just going, oh, these are plays that I can't believe that they didn't learn or, you know, John, I'll bring it back to you in AAU or, you know, in case of Cam Reddish at Duke or in college, you know, it just, I am so surprised that at this level, those two guys 
just in certain facets of the game offensively, they are so inept. It just is amazing how that happens. Yeah, no, honestly, they they are just too. And I, I I take notes to like every game, and one of the notes that I took is like they're just like two absolute negatives out there. And yes, like I, I do want to give Cam his credit for knocking down those two threes or whatnot, but it's like he'll he'll knock down these two threes, and then next game he might he might go for a donut. And and to me, it's like I'll be honest, like they they, they play some good defense, but. I don't think they're playing defense to the point where I'm like, all right, cool. Like I can accept the donut from you. We need more from uh, uh, offense from them. And honestly, I'm starting to think that maybe, with, maybe with Cam Reddish, like it's got to be something. It's got to be a mental thing. It's got to be uh, a mindset thing because if you watch Cam Reddish prior to the prior to the Lakers, like when he was on the Blazers, when he was on, he didn't get much burn on the Knicks because Tom Thibodeau just wasn't giving him no chance. But he was on the Blazers, like, and when and when he was in college, where where he got his bread and butter and what his game came from was that he was a bucket. He could go score. He could go score at will. And out right now it looks like he's scared to put the ball on the ground. Jared Vanderbilt, when he gets the ball, honestly just doesn't know what to do. I'm, I think back to possession in this game. He is uh, petrified when he has pe- that ball near the basket. Petrified. petrified. Absolutely petrified. It, it's giving me Ben Simmons, uh, Ben Simmons vibes, to be honest with you, because I saw him catch the ball. I believe he was like right in the middle, middle of the lane. AD was cutting back door, and he either could float it and go for a floater or throw the lob to AD. He was like stuck between the two in air and then try to throw like a lob, but the lob was terrible because last minute he tried to thought, thought to float it. Ball came off the side of the left side of the backboard. It's, How about that bounce pass to Dela? Or sorry, bounces pass it, it's it's horrendous yeah it, it, that there's that one right there or the other one um when that i he, mean Dilo bailed him out by making it but still the fact that it took forever to get there because it bounced twice abso- yeah. absolutely or or the uh the other one i was gonna bring up was when uh vando ended up getting a steal on the perimeter and then it was him and ad on a two-on-one fast break and ad gave him the ball and he gave the ball up literally in the point two seconds right back up to AD, which I understand. Okay, Anthony Davis, generational talent. We all can't be as good as him. But you got to have some confidence to be able to at least put the ball on the ground and go up. But at this point, he just looks scared. And playing. And I'll tell you this, as a basketball player, playing basketball scared, playing basketball to not make a mistake is not the way you want to play basketball at all. I'll say that much. Excellent thoughts right there. Again, that's John Costa, Lakers corner, clutch talk. Magic Man, let me bring it back to you, my friend. With the Lakers now having Toronto on Tuesday, and like Joe said, Phoenix coming up on the horizon, these are home games that you have to get. You have to make this a good week for the Lakers. When it comes down to it, you've got a very good win. This is a good win as far as very, you know, this is the kind of win that gets you confidence because you didn't play your best ball offensively and you still got the W how important is it for the Lakers to go ahead and get back on the right track this week, my friend? Well, you know what, Gerald, uh, I believe we're undefeated in the Dylan Windler era there. So uh, okay. what are we, what are our we Lord savior, it? Dylan Windler from uh, what I've heard on and read on, on the line. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 He's going to be great. 33 rebounds. Mm-hmm. League game. Cheat yes, league. Yes. Back to reality, Gerald. Uh, yeah, it, I think they should go undefeated this week. Will they? Only time will tell. Uh, to quote Asia, 
Um, I think they will. Uh, first of all, I think even though Toronto made a pretty good trade there, I thought, uh, I think they're still vulnerable uh, on the perimeter. I mean, they're – Darko is a good coach, I, but I essentially think that they're a make-or-miss team at this point. They have a lot of uh, playmakers. Uh, Scotty Barnes, Schroeder are uh, have a – developed the chemistry drill so wouldn't be surprised if uh if the raptors eventually re-sign schroeder to an extension that being said uh gary trent is hit or miss uh quickly still trying to find his uh role with the raptors um rj barrett 36 uh, points tonight 37 actually that's the guy who's been a laker killer no matter what uniform he wears so i mean he's a high the thing about RJ is he's high intensity, but th- but th- that doesn't necessarily translate to efficiency and productivity. It's it's almost like like you're a KG or Moses Malone without the um, specter of just sheer will will get it done. Um, at times he's very fierce on the boards. At times he's very lackadaisical. Uh, again, thirty-six points, Gerald. He could come out against the the Lakers and shoot four of nineteen. I mean, he 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 is prone to those types of games, especially when he's in the high thirties. Um, I expect the the Lakers just to kind of collapse on the Raptors on the perimeter, and I think they should win honestly. Once again, the Lakers do win 106 to 103. Joe, let me bring it back to you, my friend. When it comes to the Lakers, they need to use this as a building block going forward. Despite all the rumors and innuendo in regards to Ham's job status, which, again, uh, seems to be a little bit of cold water put on for now. Uh, I know that Empire Jeff already had the help wanted signs out there. And, of course, again, of course, the media reports are talking about this internal strife this past week as far as the locker room is concerned. I'm not going to hear any excuses tonight from Ham because they won, but this doesn't really, this just seems to me like a little bit of a Band-Aid over what really are the problems and the root problems of what's going on with the Lakers. The root problems is a talent deficiency. They have two starters every game that shouldn't be starters. That's first and foremost. And then you have Darvin Ham, who's challenged in creating plays when you need one and not being able to control the game during the 48 minutes. He just seems like he's in and out or mainly out. We've talked about how when you have stars, that can mask a lot of things. I call it the great eraser. Bill Belichick had the greatest eraser that ever played sports and Tom Brady. So Bill Belichick could cut anyone on that team and get someone else on the cheap because Tom Brady was the great eraser. But when he kept doing that after Tom left, you saw the results. Doesn't quite work out the same, did it? No, it doesn't. Look, this is eight. I think Mike Sosha said this in 2002 after they won the World Series. They asked him, is it more fun winning as a manager or as a player? He goes, it's always 
better as a player. And what I got out of that was the players is really at the end of the day what makes a difference. It, the evidence is in the Patriots. The evidence is in San Antonio uh, with Greg Popovich. It's it's a talent-based sports world. You have to have talent to win. Heck, the 2013 Washington Redskins coaching staff had LaFleur, had McDaniel, had Kyle Shanahan. They, they had like every head coach in the NFL right now who played, who's doing well, was on that same staff. And as soon as RG3 got hurt, that team went into crap. So it doesn't matter how good the coach is in a lot of ways. It matters to cover the gap. So I I think my thing with Darvin Ham isn't so much the coaching part. It's his response to it that's bothered me. Because a, a leader doesn't talk like that. A leader doesn't make excuses. A leader doesn't say, and then on top of that, you're getting called out by your fellow NBA people about talking like that. Bam Adebayo, in case you guys didn't know, Bam Adebayo said, that's why you have 15 players, you know, saying that you, you're not winning because you have a couple guys out. Well, that's why you have 15 players. Spo would never do that, which is true. Leaders don't make excuses, even if it's warranted. And ex- a good excuse is still an excuse. It's just what it is, guys. Life sucks sometimes like that, but I know a lot of times people want to think that it need, things need to be fair. Nope. Nope. No. No, sorry. Life is not fair. Look at what Magic Man's dealing with right now. That's not, no, life is not fair. Life is very unfair, probably 80% of the time. So the least you can do is take the bumps. At least LeBron, after the post-game interview on Friday, was, we suck. Sometimes it's that simple. We suck. I don't, know what, I don't know what to tell you. And that's it. All this dialogue and all this. And I really find it hilarious that Sham, was it Shams that said that? Shams was the one. Yeah, Shams was the one. Sorry, I keep Freudian slip keeps coming up. Shams Sharania uh, for the athletic everybody. Yes. Go ahead, Magic. Sorry, um, let me get you in. Go ahead, Magic. She, yeah, I mean, she he does work with Michelle Beadle. So when you say Sham, you're... you're Kind of in the ballpark there, Joe. Thank you. I, <laughs> I, uh, it's, it's, you know, 82 games is a Michelle Beadle, you're one twisted. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. Okay. And on that note, isn't she back on the radio? She should, Fish Lips should be back on the radio. Is that what they call her? Okay. Let's, let's, uh, move on here. Mm-hmm. It is the Lakers fast break. Uh, so, Joe, finish up, my friend. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, just take it game by game, folks. Roll with it. It's 82 games, man. It's a lot. A lot of emotions. Today's game is different than it was 20 years ago, even. You're, we're caught up in every single play, every series, all the time. But we do still have to get get on the, the unnecessary stuff. I think that's probably what I'm going to try to focus on a little bit more because it's a little bit more credible in the response on why things aren't working out. 
So let me ask you this, Magic Man. I'll get to you a sec, John. Magic Man, when you see LeBron uh, turn back the clock, I, I'm sure you saw the highlight of his super slam early in the game, which got us all excited and pumped up. And Joe was screaming with whatever vocal cords he has and almost tore him through, you know, just because we were so excited. When you see him on there, and then I, you know, it's like right after we get the complaints, we get, he's not hustling back on defense. He's not doing this. He's not doing that. Sometimes he's playing Kawhi in the first quarter when he's feeling fresh, but in the third quarter, he's not hustling back on defense, but he's giving you those. I don't know what the guy can do. He's 39. He's your leading scorer in the game. Last game against Memphis, he and AD ran out of gas, but they both got you above 30. This today, they didn't get you their 30s, but still 25 and 22 respectively. The thing is the Lakers gave him enough support this time on both an offensive and defensive basis to get the job done. But it just seems like LeBron, and again, I don't want to be the big LeBron supporter, the LeBron defender and all that. He can do that on his own, but you know, it sometimes just LeBron just cannot win for losing my friend. That's well accentuated there, Gerald. Very nice. Very nice. Yes. yes. Because it feels like no matter how well those two play, that the rest of the group is like on half a tank of gas and you don't know whether they're going to make it to the the finish line or not. It feels like they're just, just on that half reserve. Like they don't have a full clip ready to go all the time. And it doesn't need to be three or four guys. You just need really two consistently over and over again. And they still can't get that. It's, it's amazing how this situation has unfolded and you know I, I can't state uh, any more eloquently than Joe did about Ham's buffoonery and uh, we all know that the six seven hands in his pockets garden gnome won't, uh, won't be making adjustments uh, anytime soon either so uh, I'm just it's it's mind-numbing really three on five offense and then you know what gerald how what percentage of teams would you say play drop coverage in the nba i'll say conservatively around 75 percent. i would say that most because that seems to be a you know a trend throughout the league but i'm not in love with it but yeah i mean in a three-point shooting league drop coverage is not the defense i would throw out there but okay it is what yeah it is. yeah fair enough so around 20 20 22, 23 teams employees drop coverage. Yeah. So it doesn't matter how good your individual defenders are if you're playing drop coverage. Drop coverage is dependent on all five guys playing the role equally. It's it's not as if one defensive player is more important or more significant than the other four. It doesn't work like that anymore. Look at the defensive player of the year winners over the past 30 years drilled, uh, excluding Gary Payton, excluding uh, Meta Sanford Artest, formerly Ron Artest. I uh, wanted to get that correct. And Marcus Smart. They've been basically all uh, all big men, Gerald. All their um, power forwards uh, or centers mixed in with a couple of small forwards. But that being said, this drop coverage um, – I would call it a not a gimmick, 
It's not like the Wildcat, although it kind of feels that way. Uh, but it's it's ho hum. It's it's. I think eventually, Gerald, uh, scouting and uh, coaches are just way too smart, and eventually, I think drop coverage will go the way of the uh, the the uh, La Brea Tar Pits, right? Or the Dodo. But uh, yeah. the switching defense, where you're automatically switching just to switch, like we saw tonight uh, from the Lakers. I'm certain. How the hell do them. you know about the La Brea? Wow, man, you you really are knowledged and everything. I am. You're, you are a renaissance man, man. Seriously. <laughs> I didn't even know about that place until like five years ago. Wow. And California you live in Southern years. California? Didn't know a damn freaking, I didn't have no idea. The reason why, you know why I found out what it was? When I was, my buddy Jesse lived like right across the street from me. I'm like, what is this? You know what the one? <laughs> and then, and then I finally remembered. I was like, oh, it's the, it's the place in, uh, Last action hero. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I didn't know. <laughs> I went there as I, for a school trip when I was a kid. Well, what do you want me to do? That must have been a real cool trip, Gerald. Yeah, it was. Anyway, if you get a chance... John, did, you, did you know about the La Brea Tarpets? Have you been to the La Brea Tarpets? I'll be honest, guys. I live in NorCal. I have never heard or been to the La Brea Tarpets. I'll be real. Okay. All right. All right. No. But I got an excuse. I'm in NorCal. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Fair enough indeed. Uh, but let me bring it to Magic Man. I'll get it right back to you. But John, uh, I want to ask you this. When you see the Lakers playing defense like this, it's obviously going to keep you in games. Uh, what can they do to go ahead and, and maybe accentuate the offense more? Is your favorite player, and I'm just kidding when I say that, but you, I may not be, uh, D'Angelo, is that the answer? Do you put him in the starting lineup after a game like today? Man, I mean, I'm I'm going to keep echoing what I've been saying that I'm not a big fan of having one set starting lineups. Like you got to take it a game by game situation because uh, there's some games where you're going to need more of a scoring punch, and in those games, sorry, excuse me, <clears throat> had to clear my throat. Um, on on those games where you need more of a scoring punch, then maybe you don't have D, you don't have D'Lo out there. Um, maybe there's games where you know LeBron James is going to take more of an off night. Then you do. Then you do need D'Lo out there so he could play mix, so he could set up um, everybody else on on our team. D'Lo's definitely not my favorite player. I, I, I want to make that known. He's just my favorite, one of my favorite Lakers too. Well, you are the president of his fan club currently. I am. I am. I, I am. Until he's off our team, um, I gotta. I know. I gotta represent for. A playmaking guard that 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 can make it happen for us. Who so has the ability to make it happen for us? Doesn't okay. do it on too on too much of a of, of a consistent basis. Um, but the defense, honestly, the defense is something that we're gonna we're gonna have to figure out. I mean, I'd love to be able to have um, a, a Celtics type defense where you can just generally switch one through five. But again, that's just not the not the position that we're in, not the situation that we're in. Um, like when when we look at at the fourth quarter today. Man, it looked like it was like just four. It was four NBA players on the court for the for for the Lakers, and Austin Reeves like wasn't an NBA player on defense. Like that's what it looked like. Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, whoever it was, they would get that. They would do the pick and roll, get the switch on Austin Reeves, and just take him to work. And it, it, it's tough though because we're put in a predicament where it's, it's like, well, if you don't have Austin Reeves out there, then you're gonna go with a more defensive minded lineup with the whole you know Cam and Rui. Uh, I mean, sorry, not Cam, Cam and Vando and so, but and then and then we fall to the same issue on the other end, the offensive end. It's like, 
while you're giving us nothing. So we're really stuck between a rock and a hard place with as far as like the defense. Um, but I do want to talk about the other side of the ball, right? Because uh, this game, the zone didn't get, you know, thrown out on us too much like how it did in the, in the Heat game and in the Grizzlies game that absolutely froze us up. But one thing I do want to say is that, you know, Darvin Ham, he better start working on, he better start showing these guys simple things that, I mean, even I'm not in the NBA, but I've learned how to break a zone in, in, in high school, to be honest with you. So I'm surprised that these players, it isn't just something that just comes naturally. Well, let me ask you this. Weren't you surprised because, okay, Miami threw the zone over 40 possessions. We saw what happened there. Fourth quarter of that Memphis game, Taylor Jenkins was like saving it like a fine wine. And he threw out that zone in the in the fourth quarter and totally befuddled the Lakers in that fourth quarter. I didn't see much of a zone action that that they were working on on the defensive end for the Clippers. Were you surprised they didn't use that same game plan against the Lakers today? I mean, realistically, I I I I am because if I was a coach of any other team and I'm watching film and I'm paying attention to what's going on in the league and I'm seeing a team's weakness. I'm going to exploit it until you show me that you're going to be able to, to figure it out. And the last two games, they haven't been able to figure it out. And I think it's, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm not an NBA. I'm not on the court. I know it's, you know, much harder said than done. Um, but if the people, for the people who don't know out there, maybe Darvin Ham's tuned in. Maybe some of these Lakers players are tuned in. Sit, bre- breaking the zone, um, again, much, e- much e- easier said than done. You, you have to bring AD up. We're going to have to bring up AD to that, you know, that t- t- top of the paint slash free throw line. He's going to have to flash. And then we're going to have to have players in the baseline constantly cutting baseline, looking for backdoor cuts as AD has the ball at the top of the, uh, at the top of the paint and like free, free throw line extended. And then from there, the offense is going to flow because if we just keep trying to shoot our way out of this zone, this isn't going to work. Like, I, I don't know how many times that this Lakers team has has to see it happen. I don't know how many times us fans have to see the Lakers team go through this, but we are most dominant when we're taking 10 to 15 threes a game, not 25 to 30 a game. And these past couple of games, we've been getting them up. And I think that they're just, they're, they're just sticking to, you know, modern NBA that gets up a lot of threes and they're just trying to, you know, break the zone by shooting their way out of it. But we're not a three-point shooting team. I believe someone in the in the in the chat earlier has said that we're 24th in the league for three-point shooting. So it's that not right, pretty. Uh, yeah. Number makes, number takes. Exactly. It's just not pretty. Exactly. So I, I don't I think that the Lakers should stop trying to break the zone by just being just you know getting with modern NBA and trying to shoot their way out of it because it's just not gonna work. And you know, stick to the basics, you know, simple X's and O's. Bring AD up, have Vando. Cutting back door, maybe when you know when Rui gets back, have Rui cutting back door. Maybe even Christian Wood, so we can you know get some lobs going out there. But biggest thing is uh, Darvin Ham's got to start teaching this now because it maybe teams aren't doing it in the regular season, but it would be idiotic of a team to know what 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 stops the Lakers and not do it in the playoffs if we even make it there at that point. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. Once again, the Lakers do win 106-103. to Magic Man, let me bring you back in before we hit it over to Joe. When it comes right down to it, you got a game today well enough to get the job done on the defensive end because, you like, like I said, LeBron and AD, eh, scoring-wise, you know, just a little bit under their averages or in the case of LeBron right at it. Wasn't the greatest shooting day for the Lakers, but also as well, you didn't get the performance offensively that we count on for Austin Reeves, only eight points in the day, but still you had some individuals out there that stepped up. And one of the guys that did step up today is named by Christian Wood, who Z is very happy. He's been playing a little bit more with energy, I think, because he can sometimes just not give you the energy that you need. But the last three games, especially today, you saw the energy blocking shots, rebounding, actually looking like he's putting effort out there on both ends of the floor, plus that space moon three-pointer shot that I still think is coming down as we speak. When it comes right down to it, Christian Wood gave you quite a bit from what we saw, what we were hoping to get when we signed him as a free agent this summer. Mm Mm-hmm. So, so these returns are pretty good, Gerald. I, I would say of the almost, I would say out of the almost 40 games we played, I would count one, two, about eight really good games from Christian Wood, which is, you know, not, uh, honestly, Gerald, that's probably underwhelming to what we were expecting, uh, at least from uh, an offensive output concerned that being said the last three games have been good uh his defense has been uh, quite passable um again show like you said i think energy is the key for him specifically defensively especially as a help defender he seems to be more uh, exuberant and um more willing to sacrifice as a as a help defender rather than an individual defender just keeping it real here this is christian wood um so i mean as you can see you know you have anthony davis you could play drop coverage you could play five you could play man you could play a particular kind of zone when you have that kind of support as a as a teammate so uh again gerald we've talked about wood um is this kind of a break through or is it going to be a breakdown just doing the whole jerry Maguire bit there i mean we're, I, we're dealing with rotation players the thing is you know the good teams yeah. they have consistency from their rotation players which is something we haven't had all season no we haven't had a consistent rotation let alone consistent role players i mean we do these guys don't have consistent roles game to game as far as i'm concerned gerald um Rehashimura seems to be, you know, asked to be a chameleon just about every game. If he plays the same way every game, he'll be productive. 
and more efficient because that's what happened last year. But it just seems this, the past two weeks or so, means asking it again. I I realize the source of this from Lakers fans, but Pat Beverly spoke last year about how Darvin Ham tried to make me a fork and I'm a spoon. I think he's doing the same thing again this year with uh, a bunch of players. And yes, Gerald is right to laugh because it is stupid and it came for Patrick Beverly, but it's, it's a, a, it's a fair analogy. I mean, yeah. Um, when uh, when you eat soup, Gerald, do you eat soup with a fork or a spoon? Usually a spoon, unless it's a very thick soup. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so no, just basic soups. You you use a spoon. Just, just use a spoon. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure Darvin Ham uses a fork, just just based on uh, his preferences for uh, rotations and uh, how to get players more confused about exactly what they're trying to do out there. I, I, I see that now clearly it's there's a purpose to what some of them are doing. And then there's confusion with others. And Alice has a spork, by the way, <laughs> a spork. What's a spork. Um, sometimes you go to certain places like, like fast food joints and they have a combination fork What's spoon. A where it's a... You've never seen a spork. <laughs> You guys and never saw the brand tar pits. Hold on, but, but they did. They used to get. I know, like you, you didn't get sport. He's a Renaissance man, but that spork is a. Uh, it's it's got the shape of a spoon, but with the ends of the fork. So I, I, you know, I was, I was good with like plastic spoons and forks. I was good with that. <laughs> So, so let me ask Joe this. So we got from LaBrea Tarpets to Sporks. D'Angelo Russell declined to speak to the media tonight. Uh, you know, who? John's uh, favorite player. Who, who declined? D'Angelo Russell. He declined he, to talk to the media? Yeah, he declined really? to talk Why? to the media. I don't I don't know. He declined Find to talk out. to I'll the wait. media. He declined to talk to the media. So Find let me out. ask. Huh? I said find out. If he declined to talk to the media, he'll obviously can't tell you why he declined to talk to the media. So anyways, getting back to D'Angelo Russell, in the previous days, you said him being out. You you kind of agreed with our audience that D'Angelo Russell being out of the lineup uh, might have been the difference on why the Lakers had had you know suffered through those, those terrible four games. Although he missed, I think, only three of them with that bruised tailbone. So your thoughts, my friend. How important and key is D'Angelo Russell going forward? How key is D'Angelo Russell? That's the question. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah it's important. Yeah. He needs to do what he did tonight. When when he does what he does tonight, they always win. They when he gives third, you that burst, that burst of scoring. A third mother effing guy that can shoot consistently, though. That's what they need, man. They need a guy that can score. This one freaking guy every game that can score. Just like Powell for the Clippers. They have enough talent in terms of the stars. And then you have a couple of guys here and there that come on, come off every game or or not. We need one more damn consistent player. And then one big that can rebound. That's it. We get that, it's game over. Now they're going to start winning. Because those rebounds, if if it weren't for the offensive rebounds, Lakers would have probably blown – 
Yeah. Probably would have blown up. Zubats was killing them on the board. Yeah, because the thing is, if you watch AD play, he is guarding three people, like the area. He can't do everything. He doesn't box out. He has to jump usually because, like you said, he's ready to go ahead and yeah, go after shots. He can't. Otherwise, it's going to be backdoor or whatever, and it's an easy layup, which happened a few times too, by the way. So every time he does that, that's what happens, and he has to adjust. And then you have to sacrifice getting that ball, and it's – I don't know. Um, it's a problem. It's a major problem, and it's going to get worse in the playoffs. So they got to figure out that problem before the playoffs should they make it. We'll see what happens indeed, but the Lakers do win 106-103. John, let me bring it back to you before I bring it back to Magic. When it comes right down to it, I mean, this is a win. You need to take the the momentum going forward. It needs to be a good week for the Lakers to get back on track. And I'm assuming Darvin Ham so he could breathe a little bit easier. But before coming into tonight's game, how much were you reading into between the lines in regards to the uh, I guess the job status of Darvin Ham. Do you really think that if they would have gotten blown out tonight, like some of the Arise Empire Jeff and some others, that you know that it would have been it was would have been his last game? Because he threw out there that as a question earlier tonight on his show. Would it have been his last game had he lost tonight, John? I don't think so. I, and 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 I would love to get rid of him. But and another another thing we, we've said a lot of times is if I don't see rid- many people or hear many people that want to keep him. That's the thing I've true, right? Like I, I don't want to keep him, but I also am just thinking about a coaching change midway through the season. Like that is like emergency. This has all gone bad. We just found out the coach was like on the low working for the other team. Like, or, or like the coaches absolutely hates the players. Nobody gets along with them. I just, I just don't think it's that bad and to that point yet because it's hard y'all. Like it, it, it's hard. Well, we're, this is not NBA 2k like co- coaches matter in, in, in and coaches more matter for as far as gelling players, like not not as far as X's and O's. Like X's and O's in this league are more off out of bounds plays. This league is is, is more of a, a reactionary pick and roll. Let's get the switch. Let's get the mismatch, and let's go from there. Um, so I don't think that it's more of a, like he's. We need him for X's and O's, but we need him to gel this team. I don't see another coach or another option out there that we're going to bring on midway through the season who's going to get the respect of the players and gel them and have us and fix f- fix this ship because in my opinion you know let's say we get another coach and then we continue to be mid like all right well i think we just we just now put ourselves in a tougher situation now we had to get we had to get through all the problems that we have on the court plus the problem of now gelling in this new coach so as much as i'd love to get rid of darvin ham i say we do the same thing that we did to to uh, to Frank Fogel, right? Soon as as soon as the season's over, like you find out you getting fired in your in your interview, that's that that's the situation that we should go with with Darvin Ham. Um, and then just really quick, I do want to touch on that question that you had mentioned to Joe about the importance of D'Lo, only because you know president of D- of D'Lo fan club here. Uh, I think D'Lo is actually going to be very very important to us in the sense of like if we don't trade him and he's on the court, he's going to be important to where. He can give LeBron the break in the regular season, and he can cut, and he can bring the ball up court. He can bring, he can be that playmaker. He could preferably and hopefully be that shooter for us. But if he isn't, if if we're like, all right, screw it, D'Lo's gonna help us get that third score. 
then he'll be then he can be part of a trade package. So I think no matter what, however you cut it, slice it, Delo is going to be important for us. Whether he's a big trading piece for us or whether he's on the court producing that 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 shooting off ball or he's on the court producing that playmaking um, to just take that responsibility off Bron a little bit um, in the middle of January. So LeBron doesn't have to be playing 38 minutes and so heavily relied on in January 7th. And he's 39. Yeah, doesn't seem to bother anyone anymore. So much for that minute restriction that he started the season with. That went bye-bye real fast. Magic Man, I'm so glad you're back. I was worried that you were coming back. So I have a two-part question for you, my friend. I got something different for you. Question number one. Oh, he left. Don't leave me, Magic Man. Don't leave me. Come back on. I've got a great question for him, man. Uh, there he is. Okay. So, Magic Man, let me ask you this. Part one of the question. How much do you miss Ibiza Zubats in the middle for the Los Angeles Lakers? 22 points and 19 rebounds tonight against the Lakers. Hmm. That's the one, Gerald. <laughs> That's the one. Palinka, you blew it on that one. I mean, they'll really say magic. Did. I know magic, 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 but Palinka was in the room, magic man. Palinka was in the room, Gerald. And he should have put been like smacking his hands like a seal, like magic. This guy is going to be a perennial 18 and 12 going forward. Do not trade him. And if you're going to trade him, trade him for something good. Yep. Second Mike, part of Mike, the question. Mike, 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 Mike. You're good. You're good, man. You're good. Mike Muscala. Who's now on the Washington uh, Wizards? Just to let everybody oh, the, know. The Washington the Washington Generals, the yes. Sisters of the Poor of the NBA, the well, that would be Detroit, but they're the, pretty darn close to it. Nah, I would say Washington is the um, Port Authority toilet of the NBA, Gerald. Okay. It's, um, yeah, that was the uh, I would rank that as the third worst trade in Lakers history, Gerald, all time. Yeah. Speaking of worst trade all time of the Lakers, the second part question coincidentally happens to be this. How much do you not miss Russell Westbrook on the Los Angeles Lakers, given that you saw a Russell Westbrook Los Angeles Lakers like performance tonight? Well done. Well done, Russell. As long as it's not on the Lakers and as long as you don't win, hats off to you. Like the old uh, Ra- Harper from all time uh, worst, all time worst, Sean, all time worst. Uh, I mean, uh, Sean in the chat, all time worst uh, transaction for the Lakers. Agreed, Magic Man? Agreed. Agreed that there's really no competition. They're still, they're, they're still dealing with the residual of it. There's no competition. That's the worst trade. In uh, Lakers history, agree. Well said, my friend. And if any, if anyone is wondering what the second one is, I mean, it's it's debatable. To me, it's Adrian Dantley, Gerald. But uh, you know, it, it's it's debatable. Okay, that's a good one, though. I think that's a really good one. Our Renaissance man, indeed. 
just get him a spork. <laughs> I, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to go out and eat something with the spork soon. So that's true. Although you can get Joe and John some tickets to the Librea Tar Pits while you're there. While you're at mm. it, yes, absolutely. What's the best? What, what would you qualify the best food to eat with a spork? With a spork, chunky soup. Yes, chili, soup. mashed potatoes, chili, mashed chili. potatoes, mashed good potatoes. thick chili. All right, <laughs> all right. And on that note, uh, let me bring it back to John. <laughs> I can see just like taking video for Lakers fast break, just right there with the spork and the chili right there. But let me get it back to you, uh, John. When it comes right down to it, uh, the Lakers, they're back in 10th place in the Western Conference. Nothing to sing about. I understand. I get it. And it's really nothing to celebrate over. The Lakers just now can use this as a springboard to better fortunes because they still do have a plethora of home games this month to deal with. And that could mean good things. But I said this a week ago and I got burned by it. So your thoughts now that the Lakers are, again, back in the Western Conference playoff picture and still do have a lot of home games left this month. Come on, guys. This is our second chance. This is our second. We really should have been winning these last four games that we've had at home as well, too, and should have just gone on this long win streak and pick it up. Uh, but come on, y'all. This is our second chance. We can springboard. We lost. We lost the first opportunity against teams like the Grizzlies, against teams like he, mind you, Jimmy Butler lists heat and all these home games. We we lost those opportunities. And and it's funny because I think Joe said this earlier in the show, right? It was like the Lakers all sometimes like lose the easy games and then put themselves in the in the toughest position and then go and win against like the one of the one of the toughest positions or against the toughest team. So you know what, Lakers Nation? All right, maybe you guys wanted to, you know, put yourself in this hole, go on this four four game losing streak. And then turn it around because you want to show everybody just how damn good you are. And now I don't have much hope. I don't have much faith that that is the case. But at this point, you know, I, I, I got to hold on to something. This team has let me down <laughs> more and more and more. But a win is a win. I'll take the win we got tonight. Let's keep it rolling. Let's knock that. I believe we got the Raptors next, right? Yeah, we got we, we got the yep. Raptors next, Suns, and the Jazz. So let's knock these out. The Suns have been iffy. The Raptors, they've been doing their thing. The Jazz, we could, we could get them. And then after that, we got the Thunder and Mavs. It's going to get tough, man, but we got it. And the biggest thing I'll say for the Lakers Nation, for the Lakers Nation and Lakers role players are figure it out these in this homestand. Because if you don't figure it out in this homestand, you might have played your last game as a Laker. So before I bring it over to Joe and to Magic Man to finish on out, could you give us an update of what you're doing on your great channels on YouTube and yeah. podcast outlets everywhere? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I have two channels. I have the Lakers Corner channel where I talk all things Lakers. Uh, that is just on YouTube. Just look up Lakers Corner. You'll find me on there. And I also have a podcast and a YouTube channel. It's called Clutch Talk. And that's just an NBA talk show. Talk about the weekly recaps. Just talk about the league in its entirety. Drop two episodes per week. That's on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. But as always, appreciate you guys for this platform, man. I love this post-game shows. Appreciate your patience. Uh, sorry about the, the technical issues early on. Uh, Joe, does this 
game give you any hope for the future for the Lakers that they can get back into the swing of things and be a competitive team in the Western Conference one again, once again? No, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not playing that game anymore. That's what I thought. I just tried to set you up for that, but I ask already know how, the answer. Ask me how I think, what I think about the Toronto game. What do you think about the Toronto game, Joe? The Toronto game needs to be a win because if you don't, that means this win means nothing. And then you have a chance to sweep Phoenix the game after that. You have to get into some kind of rhythm, some kind of winning streak here. Not two, not three, four, five, six maybe. Okay. That's what needs to happen. They need a couple of those here the the remaining couple months. Magic Man, in eight days this is going to be Laker Tom's favorite time of the season because everybody, well, virtually everybody will be on the books that's available to be traded. Jared Vanderbilt will not be. And Anthony Davis is not tradable until actually trade deadline day, I believe, which is February the 8th. But outside of that, everyone else will be fair game. And a lot of other people, the majority of the league will also be fair game as well. That being said, do you see the guys, you know, that want to stay in LA do you see their performance being a little bit more consistent for at least the next week or two going forward mm. by coincidence? Cause there are jobs on the line, my friend. Oh, you know what they say about living in Canada and Texas, Gerald outside the taxes. Go ahead. My friend. Mm-hmm. If you want to, if you want to know, uh, if you want to wait for the weather to change, just wait five minutes. I, that's kind of what I feel about the, the answer to that situation. Just, I mean, wait five minutes for them to be productive. And then the next five minutes, they're being completely inefficient and boneheaded. You know, it's, it's kind of like watching an old Buster Keaton film with uh, Cam and Vando out there, AKA the cardio bros. It, Gerald, I mean, we're limited. It feels like it's three on five on offense. It's just, you know, just collapse into the paint. Don't allow the one or two drivers they have out there. Either it's LeBron, Austin Reeves, D'Lo. Take your pick, right, Gerald? I mean, Rui can do it now and again, but for the most part, those are your, th- those are your three. Uh, and which prints are you getting? Uh, yeah. The prince you're getting is the one you should play less than 30 minutes, asking him to essentially play good defense on, you know, the team's second or third best perimeter player, not their first, not their second. I mean, he shouldn't be, first of all, again, this is uh, going back to uh, philosophy, Gerald. We're heading back to uh, um, an old... Uh, Greek quote, know thyself, know thy personnel. And Prince is not a per a personnel you task with a uh, being a third option in an offense, B, someone who shouldn't be tasked with guarding anybody's first, second, or third option on offense. That's just my opinion. However, I think anybody would would say he shouldn't be, at least be guarding one of the two best. C is that his productivity is based on minutes, Gerald. It's a minutes 
production issue with Prince. He plays this in 30 minutes. Very productive. Longer than that, you get a steep decline in efficiency and productivity. Today, just to let you know. He played 30 on the dot. There you go. That should be like bare max. Bare max. He shouldn't go above that whatsoever. And until you get reinforcements or improve the roster, that's that's what he should be getting. We'll see what happens. But the Lakers did win tonight, 106 to 103. They moved back up to 10th, 10th place in the Western Conference. That's 10th place in the Western Conference. They're 18 and 19. Hopefully, we can go ahead and start on a run now. It starts hopefully, and hopefully, it will continue on Tuesday against Toronto. Looking forward to it. So glad to have Magic Man back in the fold with us. Truly appreciate it. And once again, the entire Lakers Fast Break community gives our thoughts, our support, and our love to you, Magic. We are just rooting for you, you and your entire family. Anything that you need from us, just name it. Even Joe. Even Mr. Labrea Tar Pits Joe. How about that? Magic Man. Joe's my big bro. There you go. I'll just leave it at that. I'm getting all misty-eyed. In your face, Gerald Glassford. I have the much older bro. Thank have you, Can I be the little bro, Magic Mike? <laughs> yeah, man. You're my little bro. You're my little <laughs> bro, John. There we go. There you go. Sean says, eat with a spork. Yes, absolutely. In honor of today's week. got to find one of those. I do it to see if you're paying attention, Alan. Okay. You, you answered it. <laughs> Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. Truly appreciate you joining us. Your, your voice sounds a lot better tonight, I must say. Yeah. Yes, yeah, still, still don't ask him to hit acapella. I'm just I'm just happy it's my body isn't aching anymore. My throat's still dry, but the achiness is gone. Yes, yeah, that barbershop quartet thing is out now for a little while. So yeah. What? Don't do that. Don't ask you to sing. How about that? No karaoke. I don't sing. Okay. Yeah. Kurt, then we Kurt, found I, out the one thing he doesn't do. I sang before, I just don't sing like regularly. Not even in the shower. That I didn't need to know. I really didn't need to know. Yeah. Good. Yeah. But <laughs> Ger- problems, Gerald, you, Gerald, do you, uh, you ever share, you ever have gym class in I school? I have gym class, yes. Yeah, I so did. didn't you have to shower with, you know, your other classmates at that uh, point? We did, yes. Okay. Yeah, I did the same thing. It's the, you know, it's the, don't be bashful on here. We've. But I just had much. Last thing I want to do is go to the Sorrow House, and then I hear down the hallway, Joe. You know whether or not he's singing in the shower or not. That's just something I just, you know, singing "Chitty Chitty Bang Bang." You're singing something, that's for sure. Once again, I never liked that one. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. John's just going, "What the hell is wrong with this show?" No, I love it. I love the banter. (laughs) <laughs> no, I was a little after the. Yeah, you know what? I gotta say, I mean, Mary, Mary, Mary Poppins is so much better than uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. <sighs> All right, <laughs> it's like Christmas break. Thanks so much oh, for come joining, on, Gerald. Don't don't act like you don't have an opinion on that one. No, well, sound of music. Opinion. My you girls will tell me. My girls will tell too. me sound of music. If I don't say sound of music, they're going to go ahead and give me a. 
a lot of issues. So yes, Sound of Music. I'm gonna go ahead and say that's the one right there. Sound of Music. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. I've only seen like once a long time ago. It never really endeared to me. So I will say Sound of Music. I'll go with that. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. Truly appreciate you joining us. Yeah, thank you. I will take that as a compliment. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. Truly appreciate it. Z, always great to have you here. Darren, Intel Wild, Sean, Allen, or I should say Gervais, because there was two Allens on the broadcast today. SC for life. Great to have you here. Great to have our entire crew. If you've not yet liked and subscribed, please do so today to get the latest notifications on when we go live, like tomorrow. We've got a snack pack coming up for you right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.